So White Fang by Jack London. White Fang was a book written in 1906 by Jack London. And what this book was about was about a half wolf, half dog. He was a breed. And in the beginning of his life, you know, him and his, he really lost a lot of people. Him and his brothers and sisters used to always fight. But then really like when he was really young, all of his sisters and brothers and all that, they all got killed, had birth. And so he was with his mom and he was separated from his dad. And with his mom, you know, they had troubles because there was always a lot of famines and during these famines they'd have to go migrate for food and then one by one some of like his pack and his family would die off and after this he gets separated from his mother these, pe these people pick him up and these really bad people and what they do is they turn him into a fighting wolf and they put him in cages and they make him fight against all types of animals pit bulls uh, do other dogs and he always wins he, he never loses white fang he's one of the he's the greatest fighter he always wins and eventually, he did. He develops this thing where, like, he he was only part wolf. He he had no dog in him. He was never compassionate. He was always just fierce. He never knew how to love because nobody really loved him. His owners. But then he gets these new owners who are really compassionate towards him, and they love him and they care for him. For him, and once they do this, he becomes a really good dog. And eventually, he he develops some sympathy for. He develops sympathy, and he ends up becoming an actual dog. And eventually his instincts turn over to the dog side of things and he becomes a very good dog. And basically, yeah, that's it. Welcome to Memento Mori. This is your host, Gibson Le Garçon. Our first topic will be theme and central idea for the White Fang. So throughout White Fang, the main uh, central idea and theme that I noticed was probably survival of the fittest. Okay, and why do you say that? Uh, why I think this is a survival of the fittest is because throughout uh, the book White Fang faces a lot of controversies in his life. For example, all his uh, all, all of the famines that happened and his family getting separated from him, like when he was really young, he still had to figure out a way to persevere and really, you know, make it work. And especially when he got taken by those rude owners, and once he got taken by them, he had to become a fighting dog. And when he had become a fighting dog, he always had to fight. He had to fight for his life no matter what. And that really played into his characterization, which made him really a really ferocious dog, and he had to survive throughout his whole life. Now, are there any direct quotes that, uh, that you can match with this? Well, one of the first quotes that I can use is, the aim, the aim of life was meat. Life itself was meat. Life lived, life lived on life. There were eaters, and they were eaten. The law was, eat or be eaten. Now, how does that quote relate? Well, the reason why it relates is because when he was a fighting dog, he, he had to realize that if he didn't fight and if he didn't win, it was done. he was done for. He was going to get killed he, or he was either going to die. So he had to realize that no matter what, it's either eat or be eaten, which is another, you could actually use that as another theme. It's either you're either going to strive and survive or either you're going to go down in the dirt and you're not going to be able to survive. And another example I can use is he had come to know quite thoroughly the world at which, at which he lived. His outlook was bleak and materialistic. The world he saw was fierce and a brutal world, and without much warmth. A world which caresses and affection and bright sweetness did not exist. And with this quote, it really shows me that, you know, White Fang understood that nothing was going to be given to him. Throughout his whole life, he had to face these hardships, and he realized that no matter what, he was never really going to get a fair shot at anything. So he had to make sure that he always fought for everything he had, and there's really none, nothing that was given to him, and he always had to fight for what he got. Our second topic is characterization. Can you uh, elaborate on that? 
Okay, so the first character we're going to be talking about here is White Fang. And th throughout the beginning of the book, he's a very ferocious dog, half dog, half wolf, of course, because he never was really, he never really learned, learned how to love because in the beginning of the story, he was attacked by random animals and throughout the famines, you know, he had to fight for food. You know, it was never easy. He never really just got to get what he wanted. He had to fight for everything throughout his life. But he's really, he's really a, a dynamic character because throughout the story, like when he gets taken by, uh, I'm sorry, when he gets taken by the good, when he gets taken by this good family, they really nourish him and then he has to learn how to not be ferocious and how to be like an actual dog instead of having his wolf instincts and he becomes a regular house dog and becomes really genuinely a nice dog and starts to learn how to love people, starts how to feel sympathetic and just has emotions essentially. So that's uh, basically the characterization of White Fang. So you want to talk about any other characters, you? Yes, Kichi, the she-wolf. She was like the leader of the pack where she would, what's it called? help him through the famine and help him survive. One example was when she led the group to fight Bill and Henry. And basically what he means by that is like, she, like how he characterizes her. She's, the, she's a very strong character. She had to have a backbone because you know, she had to take care of her kids. She was the leader of the pack. And you know, White Fang, that was also, that was her son. And you know, she had to have a really hard, strong backbone, you know, to take care of the family. And she was like a really, really tough and strong character. And she could never really show emotion because she never really loved any of her kids because she was always worried about getting them through it, everything, through all the famines. And did you want to add anything on the other characters, Bill and uh, Henry? Yeah, Bill and Henry were the two humans in the beginning where they were camping in the, in the woods with their dog and they saw wolves come out in the wood and bill was the one that started off where hey he was the first to die as the wolves needed to end their famine to survive and would you describe these characters as like, like good characters or like would you describe them as like mean and like harsh characters the humans bill and henry bill and henry are good but like they were they could have looked as dangerous as they were like the first to fire at the wolves mm -hmm. but Kichi she could go both ways yes she was attacking humans but they were she was both trying to survive and also protect her children in a sense yeah which all roots back to the theme survival of the fittest exactly because you know they never had it easy throughout the famine you know they always had to find a way to survive and thrive it was never just okay let me do this let me do that i get what i want it was more of a you had to work for what you get for example either be eaten either you're gonna eat you're gonna eat somebody or you're gonna get killed and eaten and for our third topic we will be talking about the author's choice quick monologue so author's choices so the first thing I want to talk about is the perspective of the book. And throughout the book, it's told from the wolf's point of view instead of usually how we're how humans are used to being told from a human's perspective. And this really gives us an insight because when White Fang was getting abused, you know, it showed that he had emotion too. Like he felt that even though as humans, if it was told from a human perspective, we'd be like, oh, it's just a dog, it's just an animal. It doesn't have feelings, it doesn't care. But really in reality, White Fang showed us that, you know, he did care and it did hurt him. And another thing I want to talk about is since it is told from the author's, author's, uh, the author's choice, uh, the perspective of the wolf, throughout the story, we really see what the wolf has to go through. Because if it was just told from a human's point of view, you'd just be like, oh, I just make these dogs fight, you know, it's not really a big deal. But White Fang showed that, you know, it wasn't what he wanted to do. He wasn't wired to fight. But of course, 
his owners, of course, they showed, they they made him fight, and it even showed when he was in the ring with the pit bull, his perspective of you know like what am I doing? Like it's it's it, there's a quote, and it was talking about how both dogs they didn't know what they were doing in that ring at that moment, like they had never seen each other, and it re- they really came to realization like you know like what are we doing at this point? And another thing I want to talk about is the imagery that he uses, and throughout the book he uses a lot of he uses a lot of imagery to really make the story more vivid than it actually was because at times the, the story could be dull but when he used this imagery it really made it really live in the atmosphere for example when he talked about how white fang had uh, ripped had uh, killed the lynx he used very descriptive imagery to really describe what happened and what and how like superior white fang was to all of the to all of the other animals and throughout the book when he when he got uh, when he got bullied by other wolves when he was on that, uh, when he was with that one family, he got bullied by the wolves, and he showed that you know he wasn't gonna back down. It was almost kind of like from a human perspective, because you know humans get bullied, and but in this case, it was a wolf actually getting bullied by other wolves, and he showed that he would never back down, and he seemed to persevere throughout the story. Whenever anybody tried to come up to him, you know, he would always be ferocious, and he would never let anybody kill him. He would never let anybody disrespect him. You know, he was he had a lot of pride, and he was always, and he always felt as if he was right and everybody else was wrong and he really showed that and essentially that's pretty much what happens throughout the story so the author is portraying human traits through white fang the the protagonist yes exactly throughout the story you know he shows emotion which is a really human human like thing to do of course because you know we all have emotions and of course he, he uses white fang to portray that interesting Okay, and do you have anything else to add, Yul? Yeah, where you spoke about pride, how White Fang had pride, and he was showing aggression against humans. But we can also see this in humans as we, once we go through, like, hardship, we also develop a pride where we fight or, like, we block any outside thoughts. Yes, exactly, because, you know, humans, once you get pride, you don't want to lose it. So if anybody tries to approach you, you're going to be very harsh to them because, you know, you want to feel like you're important. You want to feel pride, which is another human characteristic that's portrayed through White Fang. For the fourth topic, we'll be discussing entertainment values and social messages. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk discuss is about the entertainment value. Now, with White Fang, you know, I thought it was a very good, interesting story because throughout the story, you know, although it was kind of dull at, at points, uh, Jacqueline did, did a very good job with imagery. Like I said before, he did a very good job with imagery and wordplay in order to make the story more vivid and interesting. And for example, like I said before, when they got in fights with, do- with other dogs or when they had to kill to other animals during the famine you know he like as like it wouldn't as seem as interesting if he just said oh they had to fight the dogs but you know he's he used a lot of vivid imagery and a lot of uh, nice descriptive words in order for us to really picture and understand what was going on during the story and i thought it was really inter- entertaining because throughout the entire book there was always action you know there never was like a point in the book where like it was just kind of boring you know he was either always fighting he's either trying to survive throughout the whole book it was just action 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 which i think really late really raised the entertainment value from what it would have been if it if there wasn't as much action and as for social messages i think probably the best way to describe what social messages this has is to fight and don't give up because throughout the story he had to fight for his food like for example during the famine he had to keep fighting and fighting and fighting for his food and fighting for his family that being white fang 
but you know it's in real in real life it's easy to just you know give up once and just like just not try well like if you fail once you just stop but you know he kept fighting and fighting for like his life persistent yeah exactly he's very persistent very diligent and he really worked hard to like keep himself alive and you know i thought that was very interesting because you know you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that from like from a from a wolf half dog you know like you'd expect that from like yeah from an animal exactly because like and that goes back to the part where uh the author's choice is because he makes it so that we see it from the wolf's point of view and the wolf's point of view he makes his he makes a uh he shows us really the emotions that the dog is feeling and with this that also boosts entertainment value and as for social messages once again he always fights he never ever ever gives up throughout the story and even towards the end when he starts to feel sympathetic and starts to feel you know really like like he feels like a real dog he even takes a bullet at one point at the end of the story to save his to save his new owners because he really felt an appreciation and a love for these owners and yeah that's pretty much it for how as far as entertainment value and social messages go